Radio. I'm Petter Wallenberg and I'm in Bombay, India, a city of contrasts, skyscrapers next to shanty towns, super rich people and the super poor. Bombay is the home of Bollywood cinema, a creative and vibrant place. It's also one of India's safest cities for queer people. In India, gay sex is illegal. Yet the country's own ancient culture and religion not only accepted queerness, it celebrated it. A new book called I Am Divine, So Are You, written by best-selling Indian author Devdak Patanayak and edited by Jerry Johnson, explains how since the ancient scriptures, in Indian religions there's always been room for queerness. So you see these different cultures deal with queer sexuality in different ways. Right? So different cultures will look at it differently. I'm in a bookstore in South Bombay where Jerry and Devdutt are doing a reading and I'm here to find out more. From an outside perspective, when you look at Hinduism and Hindu gods, I mean, it's very glamorous, it's very kind of um, androgynous, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Hindu gods look like drag queens. So. <laughs> I think many Hindus... Aren't you glad for that? <laughs> I love that it, I love it. Yeah. I love, love it. it too. So yeah. the idea is, uh, in India, India is, a, you know, femininity is celebrated, and uh, the macho, aggressive, like a Greek god, like Zeus or Poseidon, which is very aggressive, going around raping nymphs, doesn't happen. Or the concept of a god who demands celibacy and expects, um, you know, the prophet, the male prophet, is going to tell people how men are supposed to live. These concepts don't exist. There are gods who sort of are playful. And when you look at the images of the gods, even though they're holding a weapon, they still have perfect makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The, everything has to be yeah, it's Shingar, to be beautiful, to be pretty, to be. You should always be beautiful, even in war. The Hijras, India's legendary transgender community, they see themselves as neither male nor female. The Hijras are one of the oldest third gender communities in the world, dating back to the ancient Hindu scriptures. Today, they're often discriminated against, facing daily struggles and poverty. Yet, at the same time, they're also considered divine. People both fear them and revere them. They're both outsiders and demigods. One of the ways in which you handle difference, that things don't make sense to you in India, is to call them divine. So what doesn't make sense to the rational human mind makes absolutely sense to the divine. So anything that make, doesn't make sense to you, you call it divine. When you want to desexualize somebody, you make them gods or goddesses or hijras. In India, a monster comes which is a part rooster, part peacock, part bull, part tiger, part lion, part elephant, part serpent. What do you do? You worship it. That's the difference. You don't destroy difference, you celebrate difference. But of course, you, you may not appreciate, some people will you know, marginalize them, but they will still be given space. You can see it in a positive light and a negative light. Positively, it makes you calm and allows you them to exist even though they are marginal. Correct. Negatively, it means you have invisibilized them. You don't have to deal with them. You deal with them only yeah. on a particular day they'll come, you give them money and say, go away. Viewed by many as divine, Hijras often pay donations to give blessings at weddings. In spite of their divinity, they're also often forced to make a living through sex work and begging. But things are changing. In today's India, more and more hijras are standing up for their rights. 
how do you see them in the society are they mainstream are they center of the society are they marginalized do they have access to income do they have access to rights these are conversations that are happening now but the fact is they were never rejected they were very much part of the society but in a marginal space in a marginal now increasingly they are coming to the mainstream and demanding equal rights so it's very surprising in a country which is as conservative as we are like very comfortable with transgenders we are not comfortable so much with homosexuals the section 377 of the indian penal code says that any two men even if two men are having sex in the privacy of their homes can be sentenced to 10 years of rigorous imprisonment in india you have gods who are androgynous so transgender becomes easy but there's no con story of men falling in love bromance is a big theme in india in bollywood films men hold hands on a streets on a streets men hold hands and nobody thinks too much about it because right. is it it is to be seen as friendship an intimate friendship not necessarily sexual indians think the indians are perfectly normal and the west comes and spoils us makes us gay yeah <laughs> you evil people the irony is that it's a colonial law brought in from victorian britain that criminalizes gay sex yet many indians view homosexuality itself as a western import with their book devdutt and jerry want to change that in the whole title of the book is i am divine so are you so you have the divinity to allow other people to be different you have that strength so discover the strength to allow people to be different and you have the divinity to be different and i think there is a global discourse that typically says that religion disempowers you from your identity and therefore many many gay and lesbian people and to 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 some extent me my own personal journey you kind of discard religion in order to find ways of living that are more you know in alignment with your identity and your sexuality but i think this this discourse is now about like saying you can find empowerment in religious upbringing in, in the values that you were raised in in the cultures that you come from because you are divine we are all divine. divine so are you so and that makes us unique and kind enough to allow other people to be unique i think that's the mess. that's what we should achieve yes. in the 21st century allow for differences to exist the day you allow people to be different that means you are in balance when you don't allow people to be different you are not balanced I have made my way to the other side of Bombay. The heat is stifling, the traffic is noisy, and there are people everywhere. I'm now in a shanty town, and a very narrow alley takes me into a small flat consisting of one single room. This is the home of Paras and her friends in the Hijra community. Hello, my name is Paras and I am 22 years old. I'm a transgender. I'm a dancer. And tell me about what does hijra mean? If somebody doesn't know, if you explain to them, hijra is a word uh, which we use the combination of uh, male and female. By body, we are male, but as soul, we are female. It's a God gift, and uh, they believe us. They uh, feel like to have our blessings. So we are the hijras. Paras tells me 
that when she grew up, she didn't fit in with other boys. From a very early age, she felt different. I'm not a boy. There is something different in me because my behavior is like girl. I walk like girl. I talk, and I'm very girlish. That I'm something different. I'm a hijra, and I'm a transgender. She dreams of being an air hostess, but like many of her friends, she struggles with finding employment. It's difficult to get jobs for transgender. Do they discriminate against transgender? Yes, there is discrimination still there. Recently, Paras applied for a job with an airline, but she got turned down. I filled the form on online, but uh, they asked my uh, gender. What is the gender? That I said that uh, I'm a transgender. I'm TG. So they said, no, sorry, uh, there is no opportunity for transgenders. So that time I felt that ah, they are discriminating with TG. Although discriminated against, hijras are also viewed as sex symbols by many men. And like many of her friends, Paras has resorted to sex work to make ends meet. Today she gives blessings at weddings and is a dancer in India's first transgender dance group, the Dancing Queens. Uh, I used to do sex work and bagging, but right now I'm not doing that because uh, I got a platform and I'm happy with that. And what about boys? What do you think about boys? Boys. <laughs> yes, boys. I like boys <laughs> because I'm transgender and hijra, so I like boys much. What kind of attention do you get from from boys? Some good comments also we get from boys, and some bad comments. So when they say bad stuff, what do they say? They tease us. They want to tease. And when they say good stuff, what do they say? And they give compliment on our beauty. And if some people, some boys also give respect to us. That time we feel yes. I want love, respect. Love and respect, simple things that all humans want. But as queer people, our struggle continues around the world. The pendulum of tolerance swings back and forth throughout history. Maybe it was easier to be queer in India a thousand years ago. In ancient Indian mythology, queerness and gender fluidity were superpowers to help the gods find victory in the war between good and evil. Maybe these superpowers can also help today's Indian LGBT movement find their victory. In Bombay, India, this is Petra Wallenberg for Rainbow Riots Radio.